the wrestling podcast about nothing, is brought to you by BDA Radio. BDA Radio doesn't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head on over to BDARadio.com and check out all of the latest news on the UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. They are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves. BDARadio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 32 presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently and temporarily on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars. The irresistible force, the immovable object, the revitalized, the refreshed, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Apparently, you've never been on a Disney vacation, Michael. <laughs> Especially with a with a five year old and a uh, well, two five year olds, uh, a three year old, and and an uh, infant. Yeah, where were you gone? Six, seven weeks. Six, seven. Weeks. It's gone eight days, Mike. Eight days. <laughs> Come on. Well, we did like a three podcasts without you, so it's, it seemed like forever, three, pal. Three podcasts? How'd you do three podcasts? Well, we did the, the two something extras, and then, you know, last Monday. Oh, boy. That's you know the kind I mean? of three podcasts. Of course. We did, th- well, we did three recordings. Three recordings without without the kid. Well, you should have been happy. You had your best friends on. Exactly. I, w- I really wish you guys could have spent about seven more minutes on Nia Jax's makeup. Oh, I mean, did you see it, though? It was menacing. It was different. Well, I think we should go in depth about it. I don't think you guys quite broke it down enough on in my absence. Hashtag makeup enthusiasts. <laughs> yes. yes, that's what we are. And over then on there. this past week, something extra. I got a couple shots taken on me on that. What's, what's going by, on here? This by, is- by Eric Tolley of uh, Hurricane Rana podcast? Yes, yeah, so we're recording this on Saturday. I think I'm going to see him tonight, so I might have a Uh-oh. few choice words for him. <laughs> Can I give him the what for, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the star is back, baby. Well, how was I'm your- back, baby. <laughs> yes, you are back. How was your Thanksgiving, buddy? Uh, delicious. It was <laughs> quite delicious. Yes, I. Uh, I tell you what, I only had one plate, Mike. I only, I only had one plate this year. But it was. Oh, it's always heaping. five feet wide. It's always heaping, okay. but I, I only had one plate and then four pieces of pie. So, <laughs> <laughs> well balanced diet. Yes, as always. and uh, after the after the uh, tear I went on at Disney, it's uh, back on the straight and narrow for the kingpin. Oh, but yeah, so we're at the gym this morning, correct? <laughs> well, well, oh, you oh, know, right. I got this, you know, Mike. I hope you know what, what I'm sacrificing to be here. I got a sick little one at home. He's got a double ear infection. He's all messed up. He's all sorts of messed up. He's boogery face, wiping his snot everywhere. Oh I'm boy. here, but I'm here with you. I'm here with you. So thanks for getting me out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was, to, I was, I was late. You were sitting out here waiting for me. Yes, yes. Well, I've been out there since like ten. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, 
I mentioned Thanksgiving, and I said this on Twitter, but I just wanted to say thanks to all the people who are listening, the people who have uh, joined us on this uh, journey here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Uh, this is kind of, I mean, last year, you know, I lost my job and I was out of work for a while, and the end of the job was kind of, I, I didn't feel, um, I guess, creatively fulfilled. I felt like... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I was very much in a lull creatively. And um, when uh, you mentioned this podcast that you were going to do and you invited me on board, it really kind of uh, sprung me to life again. So I wanted to thank you very much for, for that. Thank you. But I knew there was only one man who could, uh, who could reel, reel me in. So <laughs> you've, been, you've been doing it for years in our personal lives. So. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks for uh, that's what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving, Brian. All right. How about you? You know family and all that good stuff uh <laughs> you know i don't know whatever <laughs> we're past that we're on the like right. now come on we're the, we're on to black friday kill people to save four dollars season mike we're past the thankful well, you already, season you already got your nes classic right so you don't care i did yeah and i got a playstation 4 now huh what? how about that yeah <laughs> holy toledo kids on fire oh my oh, god in those ducats with all the bookings i got so yeah, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so something extra. Uh, we mentioned it a couple moments ago. We talked about Survivor Series on episode 31, and on something extra, we talked about NXT TakeOver. And next week on something extra, Brian, uh, the winner in the poll at the WPAN was our all-time favorite tag teams. I like it. All right, so we'll talk about that this Thursday, so look out for that. Thank you for downloading this podcast. And Hold on. I, I, I can assure Mike Mills that it's not going to be the Rock and Roll Express or the Midnight Express. <laughs> so just know that now, Mike Mills. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for downloading this podcast. New content is released twice a week, Monday for the full episodes. And as I just mentioned, Thursday for the bonus episodes. You can get them on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, and of course, BDARadio.com. And if you're listening to us right now on the podcast radio network, thank you for tuning in. Tweet us at the WPAN. Let us know what you think. You can find us on the podcast radio network each and every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Go to podcastradionetwork.net for more. And thank you to everyone who is remembering the three S's. Share, subscribe, and star ratings. Our listeners, friends, podcasting friends who have shared the show on Twitter. It is so much appreciated. And it is the final week to be a part of our contest, folks. Someone who helps us out will win a free Kingpin combo pack. That is a color 8x10 of the Kingpin and an I'm a Pinhead Brian Malonis t-shirt. We will get you those final details later in the podcast. Coming up today on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, we'll give you some Merv Griffin time, a promo about nothing, and a whole lot more. But first... Let's bring in our special guests, or maybe guests, I should say, Brian. We are being joined by a representative of Chikara. Yes. Yes. All right. I thought you were going. I thought you were going more with this, <laughs> My, Mike. Let me. Let me. Let, let, let me. You know how this works. You're like. You're the guy driving. You're. You're. You're the. Uh, you know. You're leading this. I'm steering the. Uh... Yeah. I mean, I'm here for my good looks and entertainment value. You're here to steer the ship. Okay, well, here we go then. <laughs> uh, we have a man here who I believe him or someone related to him was trained by uh, the mofo Steve Bradley. And there's someone or someone related to him that was uh, known as Sebastian Reese that we, we're aware of from yes. uh, Chaotic Wrestling, EWA, stuff like that. And as I mentioned, now he's uh, part of Chikara. He's recently returned to Chikara. 
and he is uh, a member of the Devastation Corporation, and his name is Max Smashmaster. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, sir. I want to teach you guys something a little bit about relationships, all right? Okay. Since I heard at the beginning of this podcast, there needs to be someone who drives, and there needs to be a passenger. All right, boys? Okay. All right, I learned that when my first marriage, <laughs> <laughs> after it failed. Now, Smashmaster, the proper uh, last name, or was there maybe some? Was it was it something different? You know, uh, at one point, uh, it was always Max Smashmaster from uh, birth. Smashmaster, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Mother Smashmaster. Actually, she perished uh, during birth. I punched my way through. Doctor was like, oh. <laughs> Look at this, Max Smashmaster. <laughs> Apparently, it was Vince McMahon, too. Uh, yeah, so that's been my name uh, since birth. I've never had somebody in face paint in my uh, in my kitchen before. So <laughs> It's a lovely uh, shade. It, it, it wipes off after every match, and then it grows back by the time uh, I get to the back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so um, we've talked uh, recently about um, Tony Rumble, who is like kind of one of the founding fathers of wrestling one of the cornerstones of new england pro wrestling but steve bradley was i would say another one of those guys who kind of had a hand in so many guys that are that are big in new england pro wrestling and guys that have gone on to bigger and better things and you or someone like you started training with steve bradley in i believe 2004 correct yeah 2004 me and my uh fatter uglier twin brother sebastian reese we uh, both started <laughs> training with steve bradley there and um he went on to do a few things around uh, the Renegade promotions in New England. Right. And uh, yeah, and I went on to bigger and better things. You're traveling the world, being a world champion, uh, making lots of Hogan money, and hooking up with uh, Sidney Bacabella. You want to talk about Steve Bradley, though? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Let's what talk you... about your brother. Oh, okay. Well, well, it was both of us. We were both there. Oh, okay. But um, so what do you want to know about Steve Bradley? I mean, lead me towards a question, because there's a lot. There's well, quite a bit. Um, what led you to his school, the... Uh, Top Rope Academy. Well, uh, me and uh, Sebastian, we were sitting down and uh, we were eating lunch uh, in high school. You know, we were young bucks, not the young bucks, but right. You're uh, young. Don't bucks. make me bury those guys. Oh boy! Uh, no, I'm kidding. They're good guys. <laughs> so uh, one of our friends, Dastardly Durant, comes up and he brings us a flyer. <laughs> It's a shoot pop right there. Shoot pop. <laughs> Mike Crockett about to spray water <laughs> De- all over the place. Yeah. Dastardly Durant comes up and he's got this flyer. It's like fantasy camp pro wrestling fantasy camp and you should have seen our eyes light up like christmas day so we went to this fantasy camp and it was three days and in three days i had never felt like uh i was going to die more often than these three (laughs) days we just bumped and ran the ropes and bumped and ran the ropes and then we had a match on the last day which is insanity for friends and family of course uh and we paid a, a hefty fee to do this fantasy camp so we did that, and we had uh, a match. I wrestled uh, Dastardly Durant. Wow. And, uh, so you didn't wrestle someone I was, with, I was with say, more I was experience? I was, yeah, I was expecting, like, I wrestled Brian <laughs> Fury or no, no, Alexaria. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> it was the, the fantasy campers versus the fantasy campers. It was fantasy all the way. Oh, yes. So uh, we were in the first match, you know. And of course, submission finish, but I didn't tap out. You know, I passed out because I wanted to, you know, stay strong. <laughs> stay strong. Well, in case you got to come back to the territory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to bring it back around at the next fantasy camp. And then you decided you wanted to continue to do this. So for some reason, yeah, my mother actually. <laughs> Oh, well, she died a long time ago, so the ghost of her, the uh, apparition, came to me, and she's like, right. I thought you were going to do this once, and then it'll be out of your system. I said, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? So uh, I actually just started showing up at the shows and putting up the ring, like a, you know, a good uh, 
a good boy, and I finally signed up uh, June second, two thousand four. I'm crazy with dates. I'll tell you every date possible. Really? Yeah. Mike, really I want weird. you to note uh, that it does say two thousand four right on uh, right on your I run did sheet see there. That. Yeah, so I did uh, see that. you're welcome. You're welcome. That's some outstanding research by uh, me. So you talked about. Uh, setting up chairs and stuff like that the promotion the promotion was wfa, WFA. it was uh it's basically in new hampshire and how would you describe wfa the wrestling federation of america which was steve bradley's promotion uh it's just gonna be like a 10-part podcast because there's a lot <laughs> to go into um we would always cross the line as we would say yes. we would cross the line into massachusetts it's into chaotic territory, territory. <laughs> chaotic rivals we were, we were the wrestling federation of america and you were just you know lowell wrestling um oh i'll bury you guys all day <laughs> so it was not the craziest atmosphere because everyone was terrified of steve <laughs> so it was set up really really well we had a video screen we had Decent production. I don't know how he afforded all of it. Um, it was really great. Shows went on way too long. It's kind of like Beyond now, but instead of having, you know, they have a lot of matches. Steve would have like six to eight matches, and they would just take forever. <laughs> and then we wouldn't get paid. Well, I never got paid, but like we were going to go back and put up the ring as you do after a show, right? At well, back at the school. Yeah. So the show ends at we'll say eleven on a good night. And we wouldn't leave the building until one thirty, two o'clock because Steve would like, hey, I'll come, I'll come on, come get paid, uh, Brian Fury. Let's talk for 45 minutes. And then I'll get the <laughs> next person. to. Pay. Uh, it was the worst. But yeah, I did that for about five months. And then I had my first uh, terrible match with Dashley Lee Durant on a real show. <laughs> uh, it was horrible. Psycho Mike Osborne came out. He was standing at the curtain just in case it went completely off the rails to Give us the double uh, goozle choke slam. And it did or it didn't go out? It didn't. Out we got exactly to where we needed to be. Wow. But he still came out and gave us the double goozle. And then later on, Steve was like, hey, you uh, want to take a chair shot on my first night in the wrestling business? <laughs> and uh, of course, I said, yeah, absolutely. He's like, just put your head out there and shrug up your shoulders a little bit. So uh, my mother was <laughs> petrified. <laughs> she thought I was dead. Don't put your hands up, you pussy. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't put your hands Watch your mouth. You're going to get me fired from oh. my job. Oh. Uh, <laughs> PG. Um, you guys should know that, vegan chaotic boys. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So that was night one. And, night one, yeah. And how did you come or someone related to you come to be one of the Metro men? Oh, well, it, it was me and uh, me and Sidney Bacabella. Sidney Bacabella is really the one who who drove me all over. He made sure that I was uh, getting trained and everything. Of course. Uh, you know, after he found me on the streets of Boston and gave me the flyer, I'm just butchering my story from before. Right. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm lost. And, go uh, ahead. Yeah. So Sidney Bacabella was the one who drove us around. He was like an old dad to us. And, uh, you know, we got into a little bit of a fight. And I found uh, Mike, Mike Bennett dropping names right now. I found uh, Mikey B, uh, you know. TNA Impact Superstar. Mm -hmm. And um, so we decided, we're like, oh, we're kind of handsome looking guys, you know, and my face paint hadn't really grown in yet. And um, <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'm going to change your name to The Shane, and I'm going to be The Mike, and we'll be The Metro Men. There was originally The Rob, but uh, I think he died or something. Of course. And um, so, yeah, we were The Metro Men. We were... Uh, Metrosexual tag. Yes. Uh, yeah. That was very timely of uh, that time. And... Um, yeah, so we were the Metro Men, and we did uh, you know all the stuff that you can't get away with these days. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, what a different time in the world. Yes. not even professional wrestling, but the world and some of the probably obscene chants uh, 
that you guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was up horrible there, up there in deepest, darkest New Hampshire. <laughs> they, yes, <laughs> they were not uh, used to people like us, as they would say. Um, I do remember a young child leaning over the rail in Littleton, screaming at the top of his lungs while flapping his wings, yelling, gay chicken at me. Gay chicken. <laughs> I don't know why. Wow. But that was Goodness. it. All right. Um, and I also remember the night before we were going to debut as the Metro Men, I had no idea, not a clue, wasn't told. Steve Bradley says, uh, get in here. And um, Mikey B was there and he goes, slick your hair back. Uh, okay, so I slick my hair back. He goes, "All right, you're a Metro Man tomorrow night," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, that's how it, it came to be. And you know, buy with, your polo shirt. I had I said, to, Did you already own the clothes? Yeah, <laughs> after I had to go to school the next day, and then uh, find a place to buy or find money, and then a place to buy a polo shirt and dress pants, and then I was a wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> it was a it was an odd time. He didn't really have any foresight. It was just like, "What tomorrow? What's going on tomorrow?" Right. Right. Yeah. And as you alluded to, there are a number of Metro Men. Would you consider yourself the um, mainstay Metro Man? How many were there elsewhere? There was the Ray, who was a friend of ours. Yep, yep. Ray. Ray. Um, I haven't seen Ray in years. Um, nobody has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's way up there in New Hampshire. Um, the, you said the Rob. The, the Shane, Rob was the Mike. original. Who, who did you team with primarily? Was it Mikey it B? It was Mikey B and then... Mikey B decided he wanted to move to uh, OVW for some reason, pay a lot of money to not get trained, and uh, <laughs> sh- shooting. Uh, but he went down there with a bunch of those boys, um, Guy and whoever, uh, Bryce mm-hmm. Andrews, who turned into Donovan Dijak too or whatever. I <laughs> um, he turned into a beast is what he turned yeah, into. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the gear. Unrecognizable <laughs> yeah. from his time on the New England Indies. Steroids. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so... Mikey B left, and that was me and Ray. And then Mikey B went to uh, the top row promotions, and he did it with Guy, uh, I think. But I had no problem. No, I had right. no no affiliation to that. I have no idea. They didn't even wear polo shirts. They weren't really Metro Men. <laughs> <laughs> did you um have a lot of uh, crazy matches? I remember uh, us talking to someone like Minnie, the the mighty Minnie. Yeah. Uh, him and uh, Andre Lyons were the A list, and I think you guys had some. Not so matches, right? We had some crazy matches. Uh, those are some of my like kind of like favorite moments of when I was really young and in the business, and uh, I, I knew nothing. And then I got to work with those guys who were awesome, and they they're far more tenured. And actually, me and Minnie went to high school together. We were in classes together. Really? really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Lawrence? we went. We no, uh, we went to. Um, Someone went to. The... We went to a technical school. Oh, okay. Together, and uh, yeah, so. I remember like we were graduating. We were like, oh, maybe we'll see each other around as a joke. And then like later on that year, he came to uh, WFA. I could I can just envision uh, uh, these two in high school, but one's chaotic, one's WFA, just looking at each other like across the cafeteria, giving <laughs> yeah. each other the stink eye. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were actually pretty nice. I mean, I, I remember him telling me about AWA with the Lobster Man. I was like, <laughs> I'll, I'll never work there. Lo and behold, I worked there. Um, but. So WFA was known as uh, a promotion that did a lot of uh, gimmick matches. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff. So that's kind of why I'm leading you into this. Oh, don't worry. I was getting there. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just want to make uh, sure the people pardon, the pardon, people outside of New Mike England. Uh, very no, rude. No worries. No worries. <laughs> I just want the yes. people outside New England who are listening. Yeah. California. There are a lot of California listeners. There are. So <laughs> Steve really wanted to have a following similar to ECW, and there was nothing like that around here, and there was also 
um, ECW was gone, so why not try? So right. every single show, there is at least one gimmick match, uh, if not two or three. So the poster always had like steel cage match, TLC match, you know, like barbed wire match. Um, very rarely did we do barbed wire. I think there was only like two, and it was Steve was always in them, so he was always the one willing to take like that stuff. But um, I remember having a conversation. It was Andre, Minnie, me, and Mike, and Steve was like do you guys mind doing any gimmick matches? And they're like, no, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to come up here, which is odd because, I mean, they were young, didn't mind destroying their bodies. But uh, I was like, yeah, because I was young and didn't mind <laughs> destroying my body. So <laughs> we had a few tables, matches, whatever. Uh, but I do remember one like ladder match that we had in Dover. And uh, I don't know if we wanted to die or if I wanted... My father was there, and I took a sunset flip powerbomb off the top of the ladder through another ladder, which is the worst because these aren't like, you know, these are just fiberglass ladders that we bought at Home Depot. They're hard as a rock. And uh, I remember there's a, there was a video online, and the only person who stood up in the crowd, even though it was this incredible, ridiculous, dangerous spot, was my dad. And he was just like, ugh. Like, like, uh, my son dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. I just watched my son die in front of 150 people. <laughs> yeah. But there were so many, so many matches, so many spots, so many ridiculous things on those shows. And I, I think a lot of people just got burnt out after a while. Right. And uh, Steve didn't pay anyone the buildings, so we didn't go back. Yeah. I remember a period where you kind of like went away. Yeah. Um, what happened? Where was your, your first hiatus? So I think a, a lot of people in WFA, like, we weren't really allowed to go anywhere else. We weren't allowed to, not that we weren't allowed, but, like, I could go work for Bob Evans, and I love Bob to death, but I'll tell you, like, it was very hard not having a real job, being in college, having to drive all the way down to um, Rhode Island, then King Payfabe would just not give us any money, and then we would have to, you know, like, <laughs> I would have to drive all the way back, like... Um, not saying I needed, to, I wanted to get paid or deserve to get paid, which I think is just the wrestling thing that I have to say. But like, yeah, and no money, I just couldn't do that. I couldn't feasibly. <laughs> you, you don't have to say that. If you, yeah. I, I am a firm believer of, of if you're a professional wrestler yeah. and a promoter has brought you in and wants you to wrestle, they should pay you. And, yeah. and, and and I will challenge any promoter out there to have this conversation with me, whether they're your student, not your student. You know, mm -hmm. give them some gas money. Yeah. All right, all right. Promoters uh, uh, that might be listening to this. Pay your freaking guys. Give them a little yeah. gas money. It's not going to kill you. Yeah, and, and Steve shut down, so it was like we were just like a ton of lost puppies, you know, just roaming around. We didn't know where to – and we were never really taught like, all right, show up, put up the ring for someone else, smile, shake hands, keep going. No one really taught us that. I'm not going to say that some people didn't already know to do that, but um, yeah, I, I didn't know to do that, so I just didn't wrestle. And I wrestled some real terrible shows. I remember Tarzan booked me on this – horrible show and i live right down the street from the building now it was in methuen it was a 12 foot ring it was like all backyard guys 12 foot ring yeah i wrestled the i wrestled the creeper who then took his mask off and now he's uh the devil's reject whoever yes. he is and um we had just just absolute abortion actually it was probably the best match on the show but it was it was terrible <laughs> because everyone else was just a backyarder and it was like 12 people in the crowd it was I remember my dad saying, hey, I'm going to come see you wrestle because he always came. And I was like, don't don't come to this show. And I was just so <laughs> discouraged with wrestling. And then I took some time off to get my you know, normal life situated. And then I came back when I was good, <laughs> you know, which a lot of people, which a lot of wrestlers should do. Go get your life in, you know, 
Was this about the time? Uh, this is when you came back. About the time your your uh, your twin brother exposed himself to my wife on a wrestling show. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're definitely getting there. Definitely getting there. I remember I came back and I uh, was just training a little bit with Lobster Man. I remember going to Chaotic after Steve had shut down, and I was like, uh, "Why am I not being booked on these shows? Like, I've been working for two years. I didn't know." And uh, I was like, "Ah, eh, screw these guys." <laughs> I, just, I remember you being around. The, yeah, I remember you being um, around the school and stuff. <laughs> super clicky and um <laughs> so yeah i went away and then when i did come back i was training a little bit with lobster man who's actually very smart um crazy as, as a, all hell but smart and um newest stuff and he always paid you when when you showed up and uh so i trained there a little bit and he ran this one show in manchester and he didn't do any promotion and it was like your family came yeah. because you were on the show <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then uh like maybe four people else and then uh you know friends of one of the now, wrestlers this is not like a very nice like Beautiful. this this is a very nice this is a this is a venue in new hampshire where like there's a lot of like really like very nice weddings happen um yeah. and and for some reason Jeff thought it was a good place for professional wrestling. He tried to back the van up to the building, and he was, like, driving on the lawn, and he hit this pole, like, this beautiful pole with, like, a chandelier on it so people could take, like, pictures under it, and it just knocked it over. <laughs> it was a mess. He, he lost maybe a thousand times more money than he, uh, he made on the show because he made zero dollars. Um, so that show happens, and I was wrestling Matt Taven, and I was very excited because, you know, Matt was – just coming up and he gave me a small package i just had this new gear made by uh betty goodspeed she made me some new gear and i was like oh cool and it was trunks it was the first time i was wearing trunks and i had under trunks on but uh they weren't made right <laughs> and i he small packaged me and i rolled you know kicked out and i was sitting down and i was facing the only side of the crowd that had fans the only side and uh my entire genitals <laughs> Everything was exposed out, and I was wrestling a match, so it was um, not flattering <laughs> in these nice tight tights. I, I, I got a text message. I just, I just, saw, I just saw the big guy's wiener. <laughs> I was like, "What?" I, I'm pretty sure it was. It 90, came out of his trunks. It was 90 percent inside my body, and then someone in the crowd was like, "That's a small package," and uh, and I put it back in. The Playboy and, was there too. Yeah. Oh, all right. And I, I continued the match because I'm a professional. <laughs> of course you are. Of course, making a "It's cold in here" joke. <laughs> so you and Brian, you and. Uh, Max or Sebastian had a couple of matches in Chaotic Wrestling. Do you have any memories of that? I, I mean, I more, I more specifically remember the one one in Woburn. Like, I remember enjoying the matches. I don't remember specifics of, of them. Uh, your memory might be might be better than mine. I only remember the one in Littleton because I I got to portray a Metro Man one more time for the last <laughs> time. I do remember that. Yes. <laughs> So uh, I mean, you talked about the clickiness of chaotic wrestling. When when you finally got to chaotic wrestling, did you still uh, encounter that? Not so much. When I when I came back, I, I knew I wasn't going to be there for like the long haul. Like I was just going everywhere every, every weekend. I remember I had like I had to use my calendar to figure out where my bookings were. Um, it was just around a bunch of different acronyms was tar- for was places. Tarzan the booker? Was Tarzan yeah, Tarzan the booker? was the booker. Yeah. Uh, he always told me I was fat, but I was like, I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Um, yeah, so I, I would always talk to everyone. I didn't care if anyone didn't want to talk to me and whatnot. It didn't bother me. I wasn't really going to the school and like seeing it firsthand. I was just showing up and 
being cool and talking to Taka and hanging out, you know, it didn't right. really matter. <laughs> so, um, how did you meet or uh, come to be around uh, a gentleman by the name of Joey Eastman? Uh, Joey Eastman is a good friend with Sidney Bacabella. I spent more time around Sidney Bacabella, okay. but I'll tell you how I met Joey Eastman. Sure. Um, Joey Eastman was a good friend of uh, Shane Sharp's. You guys remember Shane Sharp? Of course. Too, yeah. Shane of course. Sharp, good guy. Uh, I was uh, in his wedding party. We're good friends. And um, I remember we went we watched NECW TV. I think it was after that really uh, abysmal show in Manchester. We went back to Joey's and we watched uh, NECW TV. And it was the first time I met Joey. And I was just burying it. It was horrible. <laughs> it was absolutely atrocious. And like I love a lot of the guys who are there now. Like I love Vinny. We're good friends. Um, but this show was, oh, God, terrible. <laughs> and the hoops you had to jump through to find it on on demand it was like 13 layers <laughs> deep they had tv hey, what do you what do you mean max they had tv don't scream <laughs> um, um, but it was horrible and i remember just burying it and joey looks at me he goes i like this guy and that's from then on out we were friends <laughs> yeah he's cynical yeah so um how did chikara end up happening this was like in 2012 at this point all right, so 2012, uh, you know, you do the thing where, oh, they're coming to town, you know, get a DVD together. Joe Eastman talked to Sidney Bacabella. Sidney Bacabella brought me down. He's like, all right, get this DVD. We'll show it to uh, the boss man. Right. Uh, the director of fun, whoever it was at the time. So I bring the DVD, and he literally looks at it, throws it in his bag, and then <laughs> that, that was about it. I was, I'll shake everyone's hand. Um, and about three weeks later, I uh, message joey and i was like can you at least message him and just ask if uh, they want to look at it any even if it's critiques whatever i'm right. doing the the good wrestler thing i'm being a good boy and um he's like yeah and then i get a call back and he's like i convinced him to use you and that was about it <laughs> <laughs> and he's like i was the only person who didn't do like one of those ridiculous um you know pay camps or anything like that not that chikara does that because i don't actually don't think they do them but like so many wrestling places do it like you have to pay to come in and i'm burying a lot of people right now and i don't care but like you have to pay to come and work for us like no nah, screw off like that's such a waste of money like so <laughs> and uh as, as a normal human being that's a waste of money but go do it young guys um, so yeah uh they brought me in without doing one of those and uh they liked me, and I've been there ever since. I got fired a little while ago, but I'm back now. Did the face paint grow in at this point? Uh, yeah, it was starting to come in real good. I didn't have to take it off every day before, you know, like, okay. you know. And so from match one, you had that, that face paint? Yeah, I, I, I pushed real hard. I didn't, you know, shave for a few days, and boom, it was it was growing. It was nice and full. <laughs> nice and full. Now, Blaster McMassive, your tag team partner, how did you come to hook up with this guy? So me and City Bacabella, we were doing a little bit of a loop down in uh, Dallas, Texas, what? Yeah, and we um we were around uh t what is it Cowboy Stadium, so city pulls in you know it is a solid gold Cadillac he you know screeches the tires he's like I'll be right back so he runs in he comes out with this big giant black guy with a big <laughs> big giant jacked black back and um, he's like this guy's Blaster McMaster he's gonna be your new tag team partner from then on out we were just tag team partners <laughs> and then we we drove over and we were making a second loop um working for Dusty down in uh in Florida. We're drinking at a bar, and we see this tall guy with a long hair and a long beard who's playing the guitar on the uh, on the stage. 
Okay. Playing the guitar. And we're like, oh, he's playing that guitar pretty good. All right. And uh, so Sidney Bacabella talks to him, and he has some weird name like um, Sean, Sean Burke or whatever. No. So um, Sidney Bacabella, that's a stupid name. You're Flex Rumble Crunch now. Perfect. So we had a, that's how we <laughs> became a trio. That's how, that's how it happened? That's the story. <laughs> now, Blasterick Massive was kind of new to wrestling, right? Brand spanking new. He just came out of a like a combine, like a football combine in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, for the okay. Cowboys. So, how was, was it? Rough. You kind of being the the veteran of the team and him being brand new. How, what, how was that experience for you? Was it tough? Well, I'll tell you why. I have two blown out knees. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't too tough because all I had to do was tell him exactly where to be, and he would be there. And I, I really enjoyed tagging with him. It, it took a lot to. Right kind of get a guy who had had zero matches to the point where we were having decent matches on shows and kind of being thrust right into the um the main event scene a little bit too with because tag teams are the main event mostly there so that that was tough and then i had i had sean i did not have sean i had flex rumble crunch as well and uh you know he came in maybe about six months later we were having pretty good matches so it wasn't too it wasn't hard to hide him because he looks like a million dollars and he's very athletic I have a box of uh, Flex Rumble Crunch eight by tens in my car that uh, that the uh, the big dummy left there. So. If, if you get I'm the- not surprised, yeah. and I bet you he doesn't know they're there. No, I actually he uh, he I thought he left. I thought he knew he left them in my car, but he, it was actually revealed uh, yesterday <laughs> when we were conversing that I had them. Oh, so I'm sure if you hand them off to Max, he'll bring them right back over to Flex. I will <laughs> sign them all Flex Rumble Crunch, <laughs> and I'll sell them for a dollar on Twitter. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, I think we can say that the Devastation Corporation thing is kind of a throwback to a uh, a time past in the 80s, right? Uh, a lot of people like to think that, but we were actually the first people to do this. We were the first people to put on the long tights and the face paint <laughs> and uh, some sort of um, head accessory or shoulder accessory. Right. There's a lot of people who try to rip us off, you know, uh, the demolitions, the, the road warriors, the powers of pain, uh, the war machines. <laughs> I saw demolition uh, like last week. We wrestled demolition. Yeah, I was Lord. gonna bring. I was yeah. gonna bring that up in 2012. The King of Trios. There was a tag team gauntlet, and you guys wrestled demolition. How yeah. was that? So we were beating the bag out of like every single team of jobbers they were throwing at us. Right. And then demolition's uh, theme music, and Vince Jr. sent him down to uh, Jakarta to take us out because <laughs> um, you know, he wanted to be the one who came up with that kind of uh, gimmick. But no, it was us. And then they beat us. And uh, we never saw them again. <laughs> was it a good experience wrestling it, it those was, guys? It was super awesome. I'll tell you, uh, I'll give you a little scoop here. I had to pick them up from a hotel, drive them to the show. Yes. And uh, I'm not from Pennsylvania. I don't know where I'm going. It's before I really had like a good GPS on my phone. I'm trying to figure it out. And um, I'm stopped at a stop sign and they're like, kid, do you know where you're going? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then a bee flies in the car and they both say, Oh Jesus! I'm allergic to bees, and then this bee is flying around the car as I'm trying to get to the building. And they're like, "Do you know who you're working tonight, kid?" I was like, "No, I have no idea who I'm working tonight." <laughs> of course, I knew I was working with demolition. <laughs> so, um, the um, let me see if I get this right. The Campeonatos de Parejas. Yeah, the Campeones. Yeah, yeah that you guys won those titles uh, around this time, and you held them for quite a while. We won them December. Oh, let's see my my good dates. Uh, Was it 2012? I think it's December 4th, 2014. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Get your stuff together. Oh, my God. 
You're My dis- goodness. You're a disgrace, Michael. <laughs> I am. So uh, how was that, holding those titles for We should actually talk about winning King of Trios first. Because that was first? Yeah, I won King of Trios uh, 2014 as well. Uh, We better do that. It was actually one of my goals. I was like, I watched King of Trios 2011, and I was like, this is awesome. Like, the show was great. It was so much fun. The crowd was insane. I was like, I want to wrestle at King of Trios. And I did in 2012. I wrestled in the Tag Gauntlet, which is always on night three. And then there was no King of Trios in 2013. And then 2014, like, we had no idea what was going on. We just knew we were in the tournament. Cool. And then day three comes and our name is underlined. And I'm like freaking out because I had set a goal. And I, right. I never thought, you know, I would ever achieve it. And one King of Trios. And that was crazy. That's Chikara's biggest it's a, it's, event yeah, of the year. It's yeah. like winning the world championship for them. I mean, now they have the grand championship. But yeah, it was super cool. Super cool. I got a little misty eyed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Let's talk about you attacking Mike Quackenbush. Oh boy. In February of this year. Um. So there was a a year long tournament last year called Challenge of the Immortals. It was teams of four, and we had a, a double round robin tournament, and it was very long. I think it was like a um, hundred and something matches total in the entire tournament. <laughs> yeah. It was a twelve month tournament, and then the we went to the finals. And we had to wrestle uh, Kimberly, Jervis, Cottonbelly, and the Ice Creams. Like a bunch of goofs, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they won. They beat us. I wasn't too happy about this. So uh, I decided I was just going to punch Kimberly a lot. So I, I tackled her and I started laying potatoes on her. And then Mike Quackenbush came out and he threw his cane at me. I said, oh, not in my house, buddy. So I tackled, <laughs> I tackled that cripple and I started pounding his face in. <laughs> And uh, he was squealing, and he was whimpering, and he was asking me, oh, please stop, please stop. And I was like, shut up. So uh, then all the, the good guys came out, all the technicos came, and they threw me out the building. And actually, I, I lost one of my shoes <laughs> in this fray, Goodness. and I had to walk in uh, February in the snow to a car with no shoe on. And it was terrible. And I was very upset, and uh, I had full face paint on. As always. Oh, as, as you should, right? And... Uh, so I got fired. They fired me. And uh, I took about nine months off. I did a little bit of jujitsu so I can come back and I can start, uh, you know, breaking people's legs. And uh, I got a little fat in that time, too. And I got to lose that weight. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being fat. I know. It's so nice. <laughs> Michael, Michael can attest. Of course. So much easier. Yeah. <laughs> right. I get very hungry. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> so you had your release in March. And as you said, you took like nine months off and you returned. At the I did, I, did you read the release? I, I enjoyed the, the wording of... Uh, it was a hard firing. It was <laughs> yes. not a release. Yes, what did they say, yeah, Brian? They, 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 uh, I don't remember it. I think they uh, told it was, me it was, They wish you all the worst in your, in your future endeavors? They don't particularly or? care what I That's do in my future endeavors. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I enjoy the, uh, the future endeavor part. So I, did, I, I planned a lot in that time. I, I thought, how am I going to get back? How, how am I going to get back in and... Uh, get my job back because I, I was starting to feel you know the itch you know how you get the itch i'm sure you have it you haven't refereed in about six years or something, yes, like, something that. like that um <laughs> my itch is very dull extended right now. hiatus thank you i listened to the show thank you so king of trios 2016 just mm. recently uh the itch was scratched oh oh was it ever <laughs> was it ever uh, so what happened so I knew King of Trios was going on. I mean, it's very easy to look on the internet and see where these things are happening. And I, I watched a lot of Chikara in the time that I wasn't wrestling for them. Right. They, for some reason, didn't 
delete my free uh, Chikaratopia account that I get. <laughs> so I watched a lot, and I noticed that there was one person who was really getting popular, and that was uh, Vlad Radunov. He's the party czar because he knows where the parties are. He's our um, <laughs> he's our ring announcer. So I knew that if I attacked him and I, I put my hand in his mouth and well and tried to your fingers were in his mouth and i was like gagging watching it <laughs> i was going to pull his jaw off i was going to pull his jaw off and uh so i give him the uh, dreaded mandible claw and i was a little you know i was actually real stiff with them um because i wanted my job back and then quack comes up and he's like just stop just stop. And he said it about twelve thousand times so i uh I gave him an ultimatum, and of course, Kimberly is the one who came out, and she said she wanted to fight me. So thank God I got to fight her too. So and yeah, I got my job. I'm looking at you right now. You have a nice uh, shina. Oh yeah, as they say in Boston. <laughs> so you did wrestle her recently. I wrestled her last Saturday. Yeah. So uh, how'd that go for you? Uh, oh, should I not have? Uh... No, you. Oh, now you've pissed him off. Oh boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I think you you guys should uh, take a look at the match. I think you you might enjoy it. I. I'm not sure if you're into the old intergender wrestling, but hey, equal rights, equal fights, right? Ah, okay. She wants to be a wrestler and she wants to be the best. Then who am I to say that she can't wrestle men? And she is good. She beat me. I'll tell you right up. And she also beat me with her finisher, which I will tell you is impossible to get out of. 100% shoot ski, impossible to get out of. <laughs> um, she put me in it and I tried to take a breath and I thought to myself... Well, I'm just not going to breathe for this three seconds <laughs> because it's impossible to get out of. Uh, she beat me. She put up a very good fight, and she did show me something. Not to say I like her because I don't, but we'll go with I have a slight respect more for her now. So, Kimberly, you wrestled her in a singles match. Now, the future for Max Smash Master, is it in singles competition, or will it be a reunion with the rest of the Devastation Corporation? I know they're doing a lot of things all around. Well... Uh, obviously you don't do your research because uh -oh. I did drop Blaster McMassive on his head and Flex Rumble Crunch on their head with uh, my finishing move I call the Spine Buster, which some people call a Tombstone Piledriver, but I think Spine Buster is a better name for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I felt that they got soft in the time. They didn't reach out to me. They didn't see how I was. They didn't try and get me booked. They didn't even try and sneak me into the building so I could fight someone. They did nothing for me. So when I came back... Who am I going to go for? Am I going to take out the weak links so I can be the, the last standing member of the Devastation Corporation? Of course. And that's what I did. I dropped them on their head. I told Sidney Bacabella, get rid of that stupid wig. Get oh. rid of those dumb suspenders. Oh, my goodness. We're, we're serious now. We're going to go and we're going to be singles. I'm going to be a singles competitor, and I'm going to take that grand championship, and I'm going to make more Hogan money. So Sidney Bacabella sided with you in this, uh, in this thing. Sidney Bacabella is the only one who reached out to me. Okay. Sidney Bacabella was hurt. He was hit in the head by Oleg the Usurper. His wig was knocked off. Mm -hmm. And the two of them just left him in the ring. They left him in the ring and until all the fans filed out. He just laid in the <laughs> ring. He was presumed dead, I thought, right? <laughs> he was presumed dead. And that's so much so that two remaining members of the Devastation Corporation even made a, a shirt that said it was a Sidney Bacabella memorial shirt. Right. They made a shirt and they sold it claiming he was dead, but he wasn't. So, of course, he's going to come with me because I was the only one who visited him in the hospital. Is he suing to get a piece of that uh, T-shirt money? <laughs> he probably is in a shoot because, he, <laughs> he, yeah, he hates them. Hates them. Huh. And I think I broke uh, Flex Rumble Crunch's neck. I, I've never met uh, Blaster McMassive, but uh, 
have quite an extensive history with uh, with Flex Rumble Crunch, and I'm on record uh, burying him on on podcast uh, that I've done in the past. So well, well, he's a, he's a real him? piece. He's a real piece of garbage. He's a piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah. he's a nice guy. He's not. He's not. There's <laughs> nothing nice. There's, neck. there's nothing nice about Flex Rumble. Well, Crunch. you mu- you'll probably like me because I broke his neck. <laughs> he's, he the stench he brings with him usually. Uh, oh my goodness! You know, is, uh, is offensive food, when he eats the food in the car. The food Ugh. in the car, and then the aftermath of the food in the car. Oh, he's boy. repulsive. <laughs> he is. He's Flex a disgusting repulsive. human being. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to really uh, hit this really quick. Uh, we we're hoping to spring this on you, Brian, but uh, you were tipped hungry. off. I'm feeling hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you were tipped off before we started I wasn't recording. Tipped here. Off. I'm just smart. I know you're just you're a horrible. <laughs> the- you know, Mind the overweight classic. We talked about this on the show a number uh, of weeks back. What Brian a work. Brian Buffet was a participant, and we thought he had moved on from the uh, first round, and it was rescinded. They pushed you out of the curtain, then called you back. You never even went out for round two. You were replaced, and you were replaced by a guy who lost in the first round. Also, Max Smashmaster. That, that is true. Actually, I forgot about that. Completely forgot that I replaced you. Um, what a work, huh? They're trying, to, they're trying to screw me out of it on every way. I win the Twitter vote. They let Action Ortiz through. And then they take you out. Yeah, the Twitter vote didn't mean anything because it I, lo- it's I lost the Twitter vote in the first round, but they tried to move me on to the second round. <laughs> it's a work. It makes me crazy. So I get all the way to the finals or the semifinals, eight. Odd number 50-50 split happens, which is impossible. Uh, and then I knew Kane was going to win the whole thing. And then they take Kane out and they put in Big Vinny V, who is Brian Alvarez's best friend. It's a work. It's impossible to win. And I'm mad. And I keep I keep trying to get them to at least say that second place gets something. So they'll send me like a free copy of 2K17 or something like that. But uh, no one's no one's biting. Yeah, I mean, by the time this uh, airs, the the winner will be determined. But it does seem like it's already it's been really, determined. Is this really still going on? Oh, my <laughs> God. oh, it's so long. You know how many dumb tweets I have to put out a week? <laughs> oh, thank God. I would, I, I, I would not be. Uh, I've even called out Tom Lawler over uh, over the return of uh, Brian Buffet. Yeah, I saw that. So I'm, I'm glad that we we're able to talk about Brian Buffet one more time, Brian. Well, the last time. <laughs> I, I could go for another plate. <laughs> so uh what is the future for max Smashmaster as a single superstar i'm feeling kind of old yeah 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 i beat up kimberly but uh she punched me right in the face so hard i have this mean black eye and uh good thing the face paint covers it up but the blood that's actually in my eye is a little rough uh i took a quite the beating from her and uh yeah when you don't wrestle for 10 months, you feel kind of old. So, um, so how, how old a man are you? How old? Yes. I'm like 42. <laughs> are you? Yeah. You're looking, been, you've preserved really well. Yeah, I've been well, doing he's this. working the territories in Dallas and yeah, yeah, Florida. I've been doing this for about 23 years. Me and uh-huh. Sonny Goodspeed, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I had to get a Sonny Goodspeed reference there you go, in you here. To. We love Sonny Goodspeed uh, here. Best buddy. He's like wrestling dad. He's like actually wrestling stepdad Steve's dead. Um, it's okay, you can laugh. Uh, that was <laughs> a joke. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm going to keep going as long as I possibly can. It's very odd to be this young but feel this old. And uh, I got lots of kids. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Brian Buffet. He's got dozens of kids. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm feeling. Kids got to eat, though, right? Got to eat. Got to I mean, eat. That's probably why I should stop uh, wrestling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk really quick about the Shikara video game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're doing like a kind of a campaign to get this funded so they can. They uh, absolutely are. We have a video game that's in the works. It will come out, but if the Indiegogo gets funded, it'll come out sooner. Okay. So I don't think a lot of people understand that. Like the game is going to come out. It's going to come out on Xbox One. It's going to come out on PS4. It's going to come out on Steam. It got greenlit on Steam, so it has the funding. But to make it come out sooner and to give it some more enhancements, the Indiegogo is there to help it, you know help it along right so maybe by this time this comes out it just won't be you know it'll be over and won't have got funded because no one heard this but uh <laughs> um, but yeah it's uh it's super cool it's going to come out and it's greenlit to come out on the two major consoles that are out right now which is amazing yeah and it, like all I need is an action figure, then I can quit the business. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll just I'll just pay for one of those to get made myself. Yeah, video games, pretty pretty awesome, pretty awesome pretty stuff. Pretty awesome. It's immortalized, you know. Yeah, exactly. And the double header season finale of Chikara is December third in Chicago. Correct? Will you yes. be there? Yes, I, I will be there. I have no idea what's going on. I keep trying to weasel my way into matches here and there because uh, now that I don't have any points towards title contention, I don't know, really know what I'm going to do. I was really hoping to beat Kimberly and then challenge for the title, but uh, that didn't happen. Um, for the people who don't understand what I'm talking about, in Chikara, you must win three three singles matches or three tag team matches to challenge for those respective titles. Um, now I have zero points, and I'm very upset. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do, but I'll definitely beat someone up, and I'll start my uh, working towards the grand championship. Um, doubleheader, Chicago. I believe it's the Chikara Supremacy and uh, Temple of Doom. Is it Temple of Doom? It may be Chikara Temple of I Doom. Just, I just watched the uh, I just watched the event center from eleven eleven. Yeah, to, to this morning. Oh, was I on it? You weren't on it. Nah. No, you weren't on it. <sighs> Unbelievable. Guess I didn't want anybody to really yeah, watch it. Yeah, they don't it. want anyone to watch it. <laughs> they don't want any views. Yeah. Or <laughs> so if you want to watch uh, Chikara footage, you can go to, is it Chikaratopia.com? Yeah, you can go to Chikarapro.com and right at the top you'll see Chikaratopia or Chikaratopia.com. Uh, it's seven ninety nine a month. It's actually a great deal. There's almost a thousand hours of footage. And uh great thing about Chikara is you can start at season one. I mean, the, the matches aren't going to be super good, but the story starts at season one and it goes until today. It's has complete continuity right you can really literally sit there and watch it and know exactly what's going on and you can call back to years ago uh me and kim just our our match right now was two years in the making two years and and, and you obviously have a very uh tenuous relationship with with mike quackenbush but uh he is a guy i mean that has been around a long time is uh, from everybody and i've never had personal experience but from everybody i've ever heard he's a brilliant mind uh he, he uh, very few People not inside the WWE fold have ever been kind of um, you know portrayed uh, you know in, in a positive light mm -hmm. uh, on their website. Mike Quackenbush was um, yeah. so I, I mean no surprise that the attention to detail or the things you hear about the guy. Um, I mean a guy who's who's had a pretty profound impact on the wrestling business. Yeah, he's uh, he's well respected. In, in many wrestling circles, we have great relationships with ROH and, and Evolve and, and everything like that. So there's definitely something to be said. Regardless, I hate his guts. And I want to hit him in the head with a brick. But, uh, hey, he pays the bills, doesn't he? Yeah. So you're, you're on the Twitter, right? I am on the Twitter box. I have uh, 
at Max Smashmaster. Someone actually stole it, so for some reason out there, there's an at Max underscore Smashmaster. Uh, that was mine before I threatened this guy. It's actually a funny story. I threatened him on Twitter in a direct message. I said, give me back my name. And he said, are you asking politely? And I said, please give me back my name. And then he sent me this like three-page uh, manuscript of how I should believe in God, uh, which I do, but I don't know why he had to tell me. But it was, <laughs> I was like, do you send this to everyone? It was very odd. And then uh, I asked if he knew who I was, and he had no idea. I don't know why he stole my name. It was so <laughs> weird. There must be another Max Smashmaster out there. There is not. There's people these days like to use Smashmaster in a, uh, a vulgar uh, lovemaking term. What was the hand motion? I was gesticulating, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, putting my hands together. Okay. I haven't heard this uh, used in this manner. I, I'm very happy I got to use gesticulate because that's a good uh, pro- podcast thing. Now I have to sure ask is. about a segue and if I can curse on here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's been great to have you here, Matt. No, you can actually. You set, you, you set the ground rules on that. Yeah, I so. know, I know. But that's a normal podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks very much, Max, for being here. Uh, and good luck in your future with Chikara Pro Wrestling. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go take a nap. All right. <laughs> All right, let us know what you think at the WPAN on Twitter or Facebook.com slash the WPAN. These promotions like Chikara uh, releasing their own on-demand libraries. They're really kind of blowing up online. Beyond Wrestling, which you're a part of, Brian. If there's anything that you want us to check out, let us know that as well at the WPAN on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the WPAN. Hey, more importantly, if you want to see the Kingpin book there, tweet at these promotions and tell them tell them to book the Kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Oh, my God. Okay, let's go on to Merv <laughs> Griffin time, Brian. It is named for your favorite episode of our favorite show, Seinfeld, the talk show within a talk show, our chance to sit down with the listeners and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. We want to hear from you folks. Call our voicemail line. We will play it on a future podcast. The number is 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Or we make it very easy for you. Go to Facebook.com slash the WPAN on your phone. And after you click like to make sure you are following us, click the call now. That big blue button says call now. Click that. And you will be connected directly to our voicemail line so you can leave us a message and we'll talk to you on the air. The other way to participate on Merv Griffin Time is using our hashtag on Twitter, hashtag WPAN. Uh, Brian, my good friend, the leader. I mean, at this point, Daniel Bryan is, uh, is not fully committed, apparently, to the win a date with Todd Sinclair deal. But the leader, I, I will name him the leader, John Morse. At J-O-N-S-U-P-R-M-N. He said, uh, happy birthday to Brian. It was your birthday this past week. It was. And he says, happy birthday, Brian. Your present is hashtag win a date with Todd Sinclair. I don't want to win a date with Todd Sinclair. That's Are you a, sure? That's a pretty crappy birthday present. He's a nice guy. <laughs> He's a nice guy. I love Todd Sinclair. I just don't want to date him. Why not? I, we're just friends. Well, you can go on him one date anyway. If you know, it's around no, your birthday, no. maybe he'll pay for it. We're just friends. Okay. Just I'm a friend of pants. <laughs> as as many of us are many of us are uh also tk at thog 94 he said we were talking about on twitter um uh, goldberg was announced this past monday as being a part of the royal rumble and i mean there's someone around here that predicted goldberg in the rumble and the women's hell in the cell main event before it became a thing and uh, tk says hashtag psychic who would that be brian oh that'd be me that would be me. It's almost like I, you know, it's almost like I know a couple things here and there about wrestling, huh? 
Oh, a couple, right? <laughs> I'm being a complete dink right now. <laughs> so, so, yes, after I predicted on the uh, podcast last week that Goldberg, it's one and done. There's no way he's coming back. He got his big <laughs> win in front of his family. There's no more Goldberg. Of course, they announced on Monday that he'll be in the Royal Rumble, which is what you predicted for the Alamo Dome in January. They're going to sell a lot of seats for that. Of course, they're going to pull in all the stops. I, hey, I'm still standing my, by my HBK prediction as well. HBK will be in the air as well. Yes. All right. We'll have to wait and see on that one. You're, How about this? I don't, I don't necessarily think he'll be in the Rumble. He will be wrestling either either a singles match or in the Rumble you know, at the Royal Rumble. Does that, make, does that make sense what I just said there? I don't even know. Well, hopefully it's, it's confusing enough that people will... He's going to be wrestling at the Royal Rumble in some capacity. How about that? Shawn Michaels will be. They're going to sell a lot of tickets. All right. I, I actually tweeted uh, at the WPA on Twitter that... I don't get people feeling ripped off by the Survivor Series main event. I said, you only care about this guy because he won 100 matches this exact way. And it was a really big deal online. People all uh. butthurt about uh, Brock Lesnar being built up and then him losing in two minutes to Goldberg. Well, I, I want to pat myself on the back a little bit here too, Mike, because I talked about on several different episodes when we even speculated about Goldberg coming back that – this is what people want to see. They want to see Goldberg go out there and beat somebody in two minutes. I didn't think he was going to beat Brock Lesnar in that manner. I said they should have booked him against like like a Heath Slater or somebody of that, you know, ilk, Bo Dallas, somebody like that, where he could just you know spear the hell out of him and jackhammer him. And because that's when Goldberg is at his best. That that is when people loved Goldberg the most when he was just steamrolling competition. That's I don't get people being upset either. I mean, people are are applying logic. Sometimes with WWE booking, logic doesn't quite... Uh... What, let me ask you, let me ask the fans this. What do you want? Do you want just everything you want to happen, like to just happen, and that's when, you, that's when you'll be happy? Or are you going to bitch about there never being any surprises? Or do you want to be surprised once in a while? Do you want something to... I mean, in, in, in UFC, in, which is, you know, shoot fighting, sometimes guys just get caught, like early on. It just happens. You just get caught the right way, and you get beat. You get caught off guard, and all of a sudden, this main event match that they've you know sold the pay per view for eighty bucks a piece for, and they've built up for three months, is over in in forty five seconds. It happens sometimes. So, and do you want WWE to? I don't know. I just I just don't get sometimes with it because sometimes people complain. It's it's too hokey. It's too PG. It's not based. Too predictable. In re- yeah, too predictable. It's not it's not reality based enough. But then they do something like this, which could conceivably happen if this, you know, WWE's, pre- I think, starting to present this more as just not, not telling you it's, it's legitimate competition, but the way they are presenting it. Similar to the way they, pre- you know, they present uh, NXT. Similar to what Ring of Honor, the way Ring of Honor presents their product. They, they're presenting it as legitimate sport, even though, you know, we know it's, it's, it's a show. Um, but what do you want? I don't know. What do you want? Nothing makes these people happy. I just don't, I don't understand that. Um, having said that, that's your opinion. You didn't like it. You think it sucked? Well, so be it. I'm not going to go online and tell you you're stupid. And like, I I just don't understand. What do you want? Do you want just everything that you've conceived in your mind to just happen as is? Or do you want to be surprised once in a while? Which is it? Pick a, pick a path and stick to it. Yeah. Someone like uh, Dan Staub, who, we know from back in the ECWA days, Brian, he was uh, Carlton Hightower. He said it was a similar crowd reaction when Brock beat Taker at Mania. In other words, it worked perfectly. Uh, and the opposing opinion is uh, at Mile High Laz. Laz on Twitter, he says he doesn't feel ripped off. He turned the show off after the Shane Spear. He just thinks 
that it was meant for something bigger. It was uh, a star-making spot for someone to beat Brock. And that's kind of the prevailing opinion online, it seems. Like like I said, this is... And, and I guarantee you these same people would be bitching had they taken somebody... Like Roman Reigns and put him in that spot? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. They took, like, what they tried to do with Roman Reigns. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, it's just whatever they do, just people get upset about. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, a, it's a freaking show. Just, like, sometimes sit back and, I, I don't know. It's like any other, I, 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 you know what I, you know what I feel like, too? Like, the, like the walking, like, I feel like all these people are part of the walking dead crowd. Because I see the same crap with the, with the, I don't watch the walking dead. But I see the same thing with the Walking Dead crowd. The minute they, like, every time they do something kind of out of the box or something different, oh, I hate this show. I'm never watching again. And then the very next week, they're tweeting and texting and doing it whatever again. So I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I mean, it definitely caused a lot of uh, chatter online. Which is exactly what WWE wanted. Right. Like, that's, if people talk good or bad, people are talking about you. All right. Make sure you talk to us on Twitter. I am uh, at CrocSocks. He is at Brian Malonis. The show is at the WPAN. Use that hashtag, WPAN. Thank you to everyone who is a part of Merv Griffin Time this week. We look forward to talking to you on Twitter, hearing your voicemails. Get those voicemails in, and we will bring you the best of it next week on the wrestling podcast about nothing. Brian, it is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Becky defending against Alexa? That might be BDAA radio, but let's not worry about that. Yes, it's actually true. TLC is coming up rapidly next Sunday, actually, Brian. Is that true? Yes. Oh, my God. Next Sunday. Oh, my God. And Becky Lynch will be putting her title on the line against Check in the Boots podcast favorite, Alexa Bliss. But what's really blissful, Brian is that BDARadio.com gives you the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. See lasses kicking asses at BDARadio.com. Or just see the lasses' asses if you're talking about the tail of the tape or the knockout of the night. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. It I, love, is... I love me a good last kicker. Indeed. Indeed. She's a straight fire, as I think they say. Okay. Or something. Oh, all right. All right. Promo about nothing time, Brian. It was 1991, Brian. Herb Abrams, UWF. You remember uh, a month or two back, we talked about the Viking. Yes. Yes. I did look up... Uh... Herb Abrams a little bit after that episode well, as well, <laughs> on, there, on your advice. <laughs> there are some stories. There are some stories. They talk about it a bunch on the 605 Super Podcast. Also, our buddy uh, Mike Mills on Booking the Territory Podcast. Herb Abrams, yes. He was quite a character, and he had the Universal Wrestling Federation in the early 90s. And he had a lot of ex-WWF stars, including Captain Lou Albano. And this week, we have Captain's Corner with Captain Lou Albano. And he is introducing to the world Sunny Beach and the wild thing Steve Ray. Not Stevie Ray, Brian. This is a much different man. This is Steve Ray. So let's take a listen to this wacky and wild promo about nothing. Hey, 
out there, wrestling fans, it's Captain Lou Albano, baby, back again this week with the Captain's Corner. Now, you know I've been involved with tag teams for many, many a year. I've had 17 world tag team champions, and perhaps this team coming in could be the greatest tag team of all time. Here they are, Sunny Beach and the Wild Thing. Woo! You know, we got all the things that you said we got were a little bit, a little bit crazy and a little bit wet and wild here. But we don't have a name. We, have we, a you know, I, we don't have a name. We got Wild Thing, and we got the man that he loves surfing and oh, stuff. I love to surf. So Wild Surf, or you know, wet. Well, here wet. you go. Wait a minute, gentlemen. Wet, wet and wild. That's it. Wet, wet, wild. wet and wild. Wet and wild. We won't get censored, will we? Wet and wild is the. Oh man. Well, I believe, I believe, I believe, right out there, fans, we've created a new team. We have Wet and Wild. We got a combined weight of 557 pounds. Wild, the men have the size. They've got the wrestling ability. They've got the agility. They've got the strength. They've got the speed. They've definitely got the charisma, baby. They got it all together. They got the color zone. Two American boys, baby. Could be the greatest tag team of all time. And you can take that to the bank because that's Captain Lou, baby. Take it to the bank. Take it to you. the bank. Here they are. Wet and wild. Wet and wild. Coming at you right now. Coming at you. Live and living color. Live and living color. Wet and wild. I feel so good, so proud, and so bad. Oh, yes. All of this team. Wet and wild. It's Captain Lou, baby. And I'm telling it to you. Watch them in the future. They'll be on your big screen TV. Captain Lou's telling you about Woo. it. You saw it first right here on Captain Lou Albano's corner, baby. Wet and wild. Wet and wild. 557 pounds. Oh, watch out. So Herb Abrams has been uh, sharing his cocaine, I think. <laughs> 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 that promo. Hawaii Five O, watch out, Brian. Well, these all those things you said. He didn't describe them as anything. He didn't really describe them at all at the beginning of the promo. Well, let's talk about the point of this promo was apparently for Captain Lou to christen these two guys, Sunny Beach and Wild Thing Steve Ray, as Wet and Wild. But ten seconds into the promo, <laughs> Steve, Steve Ray says, "We are kind of crazy. We're kind of wet and wild. What do you think we should be called?" He completely blows the entire point of the promo, which was Captain Lou to to come up with this name off the top of his head. Spoiler alert, folks. They didn't go on to become the greatest tag team of all time. I don't think they're going to make the Something Extra episode uh, coming up this week either. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry, Mike Mills, if you're a big fan of Wet and Wild. <laughs> well, you should. I mean, they have great bleached mullets. They do, and I guarantee you the, uh, was it Sunny Beach? Yes. Guarantee you the man has never been on a surfboard in his life. What are you talking about? He did have a pretty sweet stash, though. He's got a great stash, <laughs> got great Oakley sunglasses, <laughs> and he can say, he, lo- he loves to surf. My he new, said it. Uh, one of my favorite terms, like, hot garbage. <laughs> hot garbage. You don't believe him, he said he loved to surf. Not a word of it. <laughs> Not a word of it. So like, he, I uh, believe that Captain Lou got a big fat paycheck to to say those words about those two <laughs> clowns and then probably proceeded to go vomit all over himself after having to cut that promo. That's because he has a couple of uh, couple pops. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this promo probably goes on like 30 seconds too long and it's only like an hour. It's only a minute and 40 seconds. Here's Captain Lou, a little bit off subject. Did you ever see the viral fight video from like Captain Lou Albano's birthday involving some folks that we know? What? Search no. it sometime. Go search it on YouTube sometime. There's a like it was Captain Lou Albano's birthday party and there's like a like a fight with some indie wrestlers that we know on it. Is it from like Tony Rumble's group? No, this is I, from I, like, I was around him uh This is from like, I don't know, five, six years ago maybe. 
Tony Tony brought Captain Lou in uh, once or twice. Maybe maybe a little more. Yeah, uh, I mean he passed away probably yeah. five or six years ago at least. There's there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a viral video out there anyways if you search Captain Lou Albano's uh, uh, birthday celebration. Uh, it's a big brawl. So all right, we'll have to go and check yes. that. Uh, something for the kitties. <laughs> something for the kitties. Yes, and uh, I'm sure we'll have more of uh, Herb Abrams UWF. There's a uh, plenty to come. You heard the promo about nothing, folks. If you want the full picture, if you want to see these two. Uh, these two yahoos jumping around. Find the link to the video in the description of this episode or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on BDARadio.com. All right, let's do a little quick Mutual Admiration Society, Brian, named by TK at THOG94. Of course, the Check in the Boots podcast, Brian. My good friends, they joined me last week here on the Survivor Series Summit Edition at Referee Tony S at Chip K C T B, and they're doing the podcast challenge series. Brian, we're participating. We're how do I do? <laughs> we're submitting our picks, and we'll find out. I mean, you have to listen to the Check in the Boots podcast to find out how you did. I listen every week, and make sure you do that and find out. I'm probably in the lead, if I may say so myself. Boy. Anyway, booking the territory. All that time on the dirt sheets paying off. <laughs> booking the territory at BTT underscore podcast. Find them on uh, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. They do the top fives every week. This past week, they did an interview with Bobby Blaze, former Smoky Mountain Wrestling Champion. And he actually retweeted our podcast last week. So I want to thank Mr. Right. Bobby Blaze very much for that. All right. And the Hurricane Ronda podcast. You heard Eric Tolley last week on Something Extra. And they are at the Hurricane Rana on Twitter. He's all about this Facebook Live, Brian. Every Wednesday night, facebook.com slash Hurricane Rana Wrestling. Facebook Live, the Hurricane Rana Podcast. Make sure you check that out. Our friends at the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, at Rundown Podcast on Twitter, Adam Salzer, Jason Stewart, and OK Fabe. He was hacked, Brian. He was hacked. He's got a new Twitter now, at OK Fabe, RWP. And he is doing the Random Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you check that out. It is now on iTunes. It's also on SoundCloud. And it is on YouTube. Look up OK Fabe and make sure you follow him as he attempts to rebuild his empire here with the Random Wrestling Podcast. Brian, you are hitting the highways and byways once again. Crisscrossing this great nation of ours. Plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And you are back and you got dates. Sure. I'm back this Friday night. Uh, we'll just cover December, Mike. I don't, I'm not quite ready to announce the, the January schedule yet. Still firming up some things, but just really one big date left on the calendar for the year right now for the Kingpin. Really? Yeah, well, we're heading into the holiday season, you know. Yes. We're heading into the holiday season, Mike. Uh, this Friday night, I make my return to Chaotic Wrestling. Yes, indeed. To fight Brian Fury. How Fury's about that? final fights. Yes. Notice I said fight, not wrestle. Because it's Fury's final fights. We're going to fight, clearly. We're not wrestling. There you go. I don't wrestle much anyways. But that's <laughs> that's this Friday night, 8 p.m. bell time, Hudson, Mass, chaoticwrestling.com. There's a cage match in the main event, too. Oh, that's right. JT Dunn and uh, Chase Del Monte, Chase for, the Del Monte for the Chaotic Wrestling Championship. I don't know. You probably follow more closely. I, uh, that's probably the only two matches I know on the card. Uh, apologies in advance. I'm still in Disney mode here. So, yeah, check out chaoticwrestling.com and uh, check out their Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff. I also do want to throw out a plug to Beyond Wrestling. Uh, they got a big eye pay-per-view coming up on Sunday, December the 11th, and that's in Melrose. Pretty sure front row tickets have already sold out. Um, so go ahead, get your tickets uh, 
there. Um, so again, iPay-Per-View, I believe it's a doubleheader with Evolve. Uh, currently right now, not scheduled to be there, but hey, you never know. Maybe the Kingpin will show up. And that's all I got right now, buddy. All right. Oh, well, I guess I should give my date then. Oh, boy. Friday night, December 16th. Chaotic Wrestling, Woburn, Massachusetts, the Woburn Elks Lodge. Yes, I announced it last week. I am making my return to referee the final match of Firebrand Brian Fury's wrestling career. Unknown who his opponent will be quite yet. Make sure you keep your eye on Twitter for that. And uh, at Chaotic Wrestling on Twitter with uh, leave off the G for savings. And (laughs) Facebook.com slash chaotic wrestling and chaotic wrestling.com to get your tickets that is friday december 16th woburn massachusetts i wish i could be there mike but uh i'm not booked terry you're not booked not booked all right well maybe i can sneak you in if you're if you're uh, nice to me uh, no i'm good thank you okay <laughs> this is the final week guys the final week we are running this contest for a free kingpin combo pack it's a color eight by ten and an I'm a Pinhead Kingpin Brian Malonis t-shirt. All you have to do is go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Use the search feature in the podcast app on your iPhone. Even if you're subscribed, use that search feature, find the show, click the reviews tab, and leave your five-star review. This is the last week. We will pick a winner of the prize pack next week on the podcast. And for more on the wrestling podcast about nothing, head over to your home for MMA and wrestling talk, BDA Radio. We'll return Thursday with something extra, bonus audio from the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. And, of course, we'll see you next Monday with episode 33 of the WPAN. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I am Mike Crockett, and thanks for nothing.